in the ears of their children the goodness of God. To remember how good God had been. I hope that you are remembering in these days how good God is. And I hope that every time He does something wonderful, that you are writing it down and that you are uh, marking that moment in time. A journal is a wonderful place to mark the remembrance of the things that God has done. And I hope that you're remembering that. We have a great example of that in the book of Acts when Peter stood in the midst of the crowd as the, as the uh, Holy Spirit had been poured out and, and all these strange things were happening. The Bible says that Peter stood in the midst of the crowd and he began to prophesy to them and he said, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will have visions and so on. And he began to unfold what Joel had said. And I bet Peter was so thankful in that moment, and I bet the people of God were so thankful in that moment that someone had taken the time when Joel prophesied and when God met uh, in the midst of Joel's uh, generation that he, they wrote down what God had done, that they communicated what God had said in those moments. Then all those generations later, when Peter stood and he began to prophesy to the people, they began to hear what God had done in the days of Joel and what God was doing now in the book of Acts. And so it is important for us to remember the goodness of God and to mark those times and seasons in our life when God is, has been good to us. So when we are facing moments of challenge, we can say to, uh, to ourselves and to others around us, wait a minute, God was faithful to me when I was out of gas and, and, and God was faithful, me, uh, faithful to me when I was short of food and, and God was faithful to me when I went to Walmart and there was no toilet paper and so on. God was faithful to me in those days and in those simple challenges of life and I want you to know that if He was faithful then, He'll be faithful now. So we looked at this passage of Scripture and it says, don't forget His benefits. You know, when the children of Israel left Egypt and, and God brought them out with great deliverance and they literally plundered uh, the nation of Egypt as though they had been at war with Egypt. They, just, they, they literally got paid for all the work they had done for many years. And, and they brought all that uh, with them out of Egypt. And they were just a few weeks in the desert and they began to realize that they had no water and they began to say to Moses, what did you do? Did you bring us out here to die? Within, within a matter of weeks from that great deliverance, they had forgotten about the goodness of God. They had forgotten the promises of God. So I want to challenge you today that God is good and he's always good. Even when things are bad, God is good. And so the passage of scripture we read there says, don't forget his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. He, he heals your diseases. Matthew 15, 26 says that healing is the children's bread. Jesus actually said uh, to that little Jewish woman, I'm not going to throw uh, the bread, uh, the children's bread to the dogs. He was, he was referring to healing as the children's bread. And then he went ahead and he healed her. Isn't that wonderful? And then uh, the scripture says that, that he redeems your life from destruction. And, and, and Psalm 91 and 3 said uh, that uh, he delivers us from the snare of the fowler. He delivers us from a snare. He delivers us from day of trouble. He delivers us from difficulty. He delivers us when things come, when the enemy brings things to destroy us. He comes to deliver us. In the middle of our destruction, we are not destroyed because he came to deliver us. 
And then this passage says he crowns you with his loving kindness and, and tender mercies. And Psalm 63 and 3 says, Lord, your loving kindness is better than life. It's better than life itself. Oh, I'd rather have the loving kindness of the Lord than life itself. Your loving kindness is better than life. You crown me with loving kindness. You crown me with tender mercies. The mercies of God are to be worn upon your life like a crown. And then this passage says, he satisfies your mouth with good things. He just, he just wants to satisfy. Isn't it wonderful to gather around the table with family and there's a spread there and it's just one good thing after another. Cheesecake and chocolate delight. He satisfies your mouth with good things. Psalm 34 and 8 says this. It says, would you taste and see that the Lord is good? I was thinking about the life of David when he was, uh, when he was uh, at a time when a fast had been called and, and they weren't supposed to be eating anything, but, but they were working and they were struggling and they were weakened. And the Bible says he comes upon honey and he dips his finger in the honey and he tastes the honey and he's refreshed. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I believe the Lord has come to refresh you in his goodness today. And then this passage concludes, it says that he renews your youth like the eagles. I want to talk to you today. Uh, some of you are, uh, that are listening perhaps are older and, and maybe you're struggling in physical circumstances and maybe you're facing the challenges of, of older age, but the Bible says that the elderly will flourish in the courts of the Lord. And, and, it, and the scripture says in Isaiah, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and they will mount up with wings as eagles and, and they will run and not be weary and they will walk and not faint. Just wait upon him. Be strengthened in his presence and remind yourself that God is good. Let me point you to another passage of scripture in James chapter 1 and verse 17. The Bible says, every good and perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights in whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. In other words, he's always the same. And every good thing that comes into your life is from him. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. He is constantly thinking of you. Your name is written upon his heart. Your name is written upon his breastplate. And he is remembering you day by day. And the good substance from the Lord, the supply from the Lord comes to you day by day. Jesus said, don't even worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of its own trouble. But you have all sufficiency for all things. You have what you need today. Every good and every perfect gift is from above comes down from the Father. In Him, there's no variation. In Him, there's no shadow. It's hard for us to conceive someone who has so much light in their life that there's no shadow. I'm looking as I stand here and the lights in this building are, are shining down on me. My shadow is on the floor. But when God is in the midst, there's no shadow. He has no, no darkness in Him whatsoever. In other words, when the Bible says there's no variation in him, there's no shadow in him, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. No variation whatsoever. So the God who was good to you last year and who was good to you uh, two years ago and the God who was good to you when you came to know Jesus and the God who has kept you through seasons of difficulty and trouble is the same God who is keeping you today. He was good then. 
and he's good now. I want to remind you also of uh, John chapter 10 and verse 10. There's, there's folks all over. You know, the, there's folks who get caught up in, in negative environments and negative conversations when difficult things happen. Uh, the, there's a world around us who doesn't know God and, and they want to say, where is God in all of this? I remember one time I met a man in the parking lot here at the church and, and he dr- was just driving through and he flagged me down and, and he said, are you the pastor? And I said, yeah. And he goes, let me ask you a question. If God is good, why all this sickness and disease? If God is good, why all these wars and, 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 and struggles in the earth? And I talked to him a little bit about the entrance of sin into the life of man and the rebellion of Adam and Eve and, and how that uh, uh, sin entered and, and uh, that they gave license to the enemy to come into the earth and to wreak havoc upon the lives of people and how Jesus came to redeem us from that curse. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I've come that you might have life and and have it more abundantly. This passage is very telling about the nature of two persons that you must encounter throughout your life. First is the enemy of your soul. His name is Satan. And the Bible says he's the thief and he comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. So it's really easy to surmise without much effort that if something is going on in your life or going on around you, going on in the earth, going on in the economy, and it lends itself to destruction, it's not from God, it's from the enemy. The enemy, the thief, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. All of those who are, who are going on today and they're saying that God is upset with, with us in our world and, and he's wreaking havoc upon us because of his anger toward us. He took his anger on the cross. On the back of Jesus, the Bible says that the anger and the dissatisfaction of God towards sin was satisfied in Christ. Listen to those words. Satisfied in Christ. So Jesus satisfied God's anger towards sin. So I challenge you, if it lends itself to destruction, it's from the enemy. And there's an anointing over that challenge right there. But if it lends itself to life, if it lends itself to godliness, if it lends itself to strength and health and abundance, it's from God. The thief comes to kill and steal and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So I just want to challenge you that God is good and in Him there is always good news. Listen, I'm going to say that again. God is good and in Him there is always good news. Those of you who are followers of God and you are passionate about, uh, about uh, the things of God and passionate about following Jesus, you'll appreciate this passage of Scripture. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And God didn't send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And if you're listening today and you don't know Jesus, that passage of Scripture was written and and spoken from the heart of God by the Spirit of God to John just for you. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. 
that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. If what you're feeling today is condemnation, I want to challenge you that you lay that down. Now, if you're feeling conviction, if you're feeling a drawing to the Lord, it's time for you to say yes to Jesus. It's time for you to pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart. It's time for you to receive him as your savior. But what you're feeling is a drawing to him because he loves you. Because he did not come into the world to condemn the world. He came so that the world through him might be saved. That's the good news to you today. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me of my sin. I repent. And I realize that what I'm feeling here is not condemnation. Perhaps it's conviction from the Holy Spirit. Perhaps it's a drawing to your presence. I'm feeling a drawing to your presence, so I receive you into my life. Would you come and change my life? Lord, if you'll reveal yourself to me, and if you'll show yourself true to me in this moment, I will follow you and I will walk with you all the days of my life. I'll become a disciple of Jesus. I will, I will learn your word and I will learn to walk with you. Come and forgive me. Come into my life. Would you change my life? I've taken years to get it where it is. Lord, I'll give you the time to change it. Sweep the foundations of my life and build fresh. And I'll give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you prayed that prayer with me today, would you uh, email us or message us or text us in some way uh, through Facebook and let us know that you received Jesus. We would love to speak into your life. We'd love to have a moment to encourage you uh, in the things of the Lord. And we're so glad that you've uh, been with us today.